What's up, you lovely lurkers? Welcome to the Front Podcast of the Internet. I'm your host, Willie. And I'm your host, Scott. We're a show all about Reddit. Covering all the ups and down votes in 30 minutes. Or it's free. If you like the show, you can find more of us. On TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. Or inside the next Omicron booster from Pfizer. Scott, can I just say, as we get started in this episode, it's been a really odd week. How so? Well, somebody decided that they wanted to rear-end me out of some sort of spite. And this isn't one you had to pay for. No, I still paid. (laughs) Did you tip? You always got to have a good time. There was a tip. Yeah, that's for sure. (laughs) I I felt every bit of it. This is a story that I haven't told you yet. So as Scott and I are on our little fitness journeys and we've had our ups and downs week over week, we're still going in a direction. But so I've been going to the gym a lot. Well, I got called out by one of the workers at the gym that I go to as being one of the most, if not the most frequent person in the gym. Oh, nice. They should give you some sort of punch card. I'd have a lot of free coffees or donuts. But uh, so the other day I'm there and I've slowly been introduced to different people in the gym. When you're there all the time, when you're there seven days a week, you start to recognize the same people. Oh, sure. This one guy walks up to me and goes, hey, I've seen you before and I've talked to your friend. But I don't know you. Hi, my name is so-and-so. And I was like, well, it's fine. It's good to finally meet you. He goes about his day. Well, part of being an offender bender, Scott, is I go see a chiropractor. So I went to the chiropractor and they're like, hey, just in case, we want you to go get x-rays. So instead of going to this office, we need you to go to the one in Minneapolis. So go go to that location. They've got an x-ray machine. Okay. So I take this long lunch break. I go into the office. And who's at the front desk? The that dude. fucking guy from the gym. Oh, oh I thought that was going to be the person Who's that rear-ended you. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know if he has a job. Uh, but this dude is just like he's built. He's like the kindest, most genuine person I've met so far. And I was like, oh, this is a small world. He's like, it's a really small world. What do you, What brings you here? I tell him the story. Then I go sit down in the chair. And I'm like, all right, well, I got to wait. Let's, let's hope this doesn't take too long. He walks up and goes, all right, I'm your doctor. I'm going to go do your x-rays. And I was like, oh, shit. Whoa. <laughs> so I had to like strip down to my boxer so he could do my x-rays. <laughs> When did you guys sign a lease on your apartment? (laughs) And then I got rear-ended again. (laughs) So it's just been an interesting week. But do you have any interesting (laughs) stories to share with me from the week? Or I think think you have some follow-up, right? Yes, a little bit of follow-up before we dive in here. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you once again to all of our listeners and followers, especially Victor and Amanda, for being so loyal and uh, being willing to comment, whether it's through our social medias or to other people who may also listen. So thank you very much. Uh, I also want to say thank you to all of our TikTokers who have chosen to comment about our most recent list post. Uh So I I don't know if we should ever do lists again because, man, I want to do more lists because you guys have opinions. I mean, you you and BuzzFeed, but (laughs) uh, yeah, they they certainly do. I've never seen people get so heated over something that they really have no control over and uh, make really no decisions about whatsoever. But good for you for being so passionate about TV and movies. We might do a follow-up video and explore a little bit more on some of those shows we did not watch. But Will, I I have a strong desire to see The Wire now and revisit The Sopranos because 
loyal followers. Scott, I am one episode into succession hooked. Immediately hooked. Ah, still trash. Never I'll never see it. <laughs> Garbage. I'm go- I'm gonna go I'm gonna invest. I'm gonna do it for us. I'm gonna do it for this. Fine. Here. Fine. Thank you. I've been working out. But speaking of things that are explosive, this week in gifts, Tonga's Hunga Tonga volcano just had one of the most violent volcano eruptions ever captured on satellite. Willie, did you hear about this? Did you see this? Incredible I think it was an video? unavoidable video. It, unavoidable. You had yeah. to have seen this. A, a while back, there was that explosion in Bahrain at the grain factory. Do you remember that? I still think that's one of the most unbelievable and terrifying videos I think I've ever witnessed. Right. Now, zoom out to space and you get this video. For those who have no idea what happened just yesterday, this vo- underwater volcano exploded. And it caused an eruption so big it was captured by a satellite. The size of the explosion for our U.S. listeners was as big as the states of Washington and Oregon combined. The shockwave that rippled out of this explosion spread over half of the globe and caused tsunamis (laughs) as far away as Oregon. I didn't I didn't know that it was that it spanned half the globe the entire planet was almost engulfed if you just look at the video you can see the shockwave just ripple and then somebody posted a thermal imaging scanner from satellites and you can see the ripple wave almost make it across the entire planet so i have some questions about this because this showed up on tiktok i am not one to give in to conspiracy theories bullshit (laughs) there's so many things that i think it's like path of least resistance stop trying to say that so and so put a microchip in something like that's just not how the, how it works but somebody did say how on earth did all of these satellites capture this video in such high resolution my only guess because there are tons of videos that were on this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's infrared there's satellite videos of multiple different angles they had to have seen this coming right i'm assuming is it a geologist what who, what's the scientist that studies this there's multiple ones i mean a geologist would be somebody who studied rocks and earth there's a seismologist yeah 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 that's the one no that's that's a, a job in porn <laughs> <laughs> And check, you will go into this category. (laughs) I'm sorry. We're going to go with other candidates. (laughs) (laughs) So when you saw this video, were you just like, eh? Or were you like, holy crap? Willie, I felt it. I felt the explosion. Did you just eat Taco Bell? There (laughs) There was so much motion in the ocean, if you will, that it changed the barometric pressure in the United States. The shockwave spread across it was enough to impact your your hearing my hearing was affected the pressure changed so much that my hearing got better for a few minutes and like significantly noticeably better i'm like what's going on like why can i suddenly hear so well and then it dropped off a cliff again this is a real thing that happened okay okay i i saw this tiktok earlier today it's a, a video of a dog walking into this uh girl's room who has diabetes so she has to monitor her blood pressure or her oh yeah blood sugar And this dog can smell high and low blood sugar. Yeah, these dogs are amazing. You are the human equivalent of that (laughs) to detect shockwaves around the earth. That's your superpower. Oh, man. Some of the videos I saw were of people standing on the shore because they knew that the shockwave was coming or that the tsunami was coming. And it sounds like a bomb went off in the distance, but they're just standing there 
with their camera out, you know, with their phone camera out, and you just hear this boom as it passes by them. There's other people who took videos of themselves with the waves coming in slowly but surely, the tsunami wave, which probably wasn't the smartest thing to do, but it looks like they survived, or at least the video did. <laughs> do you think that this has to do with anything besides just a naturally occurring phenomena? You See, you're the conspiracy theorist here. Because you asked the question, why were all of our satellites catching this? I think it's because they knew... What, what was that movie with the big giant robots fighting monsters? Pacific Rim. I think this is that. That's that's what's happening. We're going to get a documentary in five years of like a secret worldwide military mission to kill some sort of force. And it's it's here. We either used, yeah, some sort of uh, some sort of device to mm -hmm. take out the monster because we knew that's where it was. It was coming from this volcano or Godzilla just escaped and uh, <laughs> we're just we're just going to have to prepare. Going into some conspiracy theories here. I, I just think that it was a volcano eruption and scientists predicted that it was going to happen. So a lot of different satellites were pivoted to view this, right? They know when things are coming, they see seismic activity before a volcano eruption. It's very rare that it's a surprise nowadays. Like, hey, this is going to happen any day now. It's going to happen any minute. We can sense this. Let's shine some spotlights on it and try to record it if we can get it. And it just by happenstance happened to, to work out. Now, the, uh, the one and only Hank Green all over TikTok and super science man. Media. He had a video last week that was like, hey, astrophysicists and people that look to the skies have discovered every known asteroid that could hit Earth. And we know with certainty that there are none that will hit us. It isn't even a 99%. They're like, we are so confident that we know that none will hit us. Wow. That's great. That's also kind of a potential spoiler for the expanse season six <laughs> is that the season that they're on yeah still a show that i don't want to watch i'll watch succession like an adult scott <laughs> hey speaking of shows do you remember a little old movie called avatar i remember this movie from what 20 25 75 years ago where i had to go into a movie theater and put these big ass bulky 3d glasses on my face <laughs> And somehow try to enjoy watching a television with the reflection of the theater lights catching the lenses. Scott, by the way, listeners, is not a fan of 3D movies. I'm glad they're gone. Do you remember the phenomenon surrounding this film? That James Cameron was a, uh, a big douche? What are you talking about? No, no. Okay, so let me just read this post and then we'll open up to a discussion, okay? So this is a post from the subreddit Box Office this week that said, Josh Horowitz's take on Avatar box office and cultural footprint and Avatar 2 prospects. Do you know who Josh Horowitz is? No, I've never heard of him. He's the cousin to John Leguizamo. You'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> he tweeted this week and said, Avatar made nearly $3 billion, was nominated for nine Oscars, and was the cultural obsession for a year. Not sure how or when film Twitter collectively decided to forget all of that and decided it sucked. It didn't. Avatar 2 will be great, and I will keep screaming this till December. So the next Avatar is supposedly coming out this year. Correct. When was the original Avatar? 2012. So 10 years ago. Yes. I don't feel as strongly about this as some people. I remember it being good, but I, I never got aboard the James Cameron hype train. I feel 
James Cameron is kind of like the tool in more ways than one of the of the movie industry. Like Tool is a band that a lot of people like and a lot of people like passionately, but they only come out with a new album like once every eight years. And I'm like, well, well I've moved on. I've, I've found other things to like. I've forgotten about you. So it's it's a kind of a what have you done for me lately? And if James Cameron is just waiting to make movies because the technology he wants to use doesn't exist yet, I guess I'm not going to sit around waiting for him. I think I have a different set of opinions on this. So, yeah, there was a big delay in the release of Avatar 2. You have to know that part of this is because of COVID, but they have already filmed Avatar 2. Avatar 3 is already in production, either filming or in post-production, and they're going to be producing a fourth and a fifth movie. So this isn't like a, a slow rollout. Here's the timeline, the, the perspective timeline from Disney. So you had Avatar, sorry, it was 2009, Avatar 2, 2022, 3 is 2024, then 2026, then 2028. So every two years, you're going to get an Avatar film. Let me ask you this. What caused the delay? Like, what caused the major delay? Why didn't he come out with a second movie five years later? Can you answer that? Can you figure it out? I don't think I, we. I don't think we need to answer it. I think we do because I think we're just giving him a lot of credit. Yes, he's a great filmmaker. I enjoy several of his films, but he's not. He's. I mean, I don't think he's the best filmmaker of all time. I. I think he's just in league with other great filmmakers and doesn't necessarily, mm. you know, get this long leash for me to care can you imagine if anything else that you like what if star wars one came out everybody liked mm-hmm. it ends kind of on that cliffhanger and then they don't release the second one for 10 years you're telling me that star wars is the same franchise today no fucking way i think that's a fair assessment i i think like if you can get past the back-end political drama of these movie studios my guess is that james cameron only likes to produce films that he thinks can be number one because he has a good proven success at being number one. Titanic, Avatar. Yeah, yeah. But he produced that film with Fox, which then in turn, 2009 to probably 2014, 15, got purchased by Disney. So meanwhile, what is he doing with this franchise? He's working with Disney Parks before Fox buys them to make an entire theme park around it at Disney Parks. There's all of these little nuggets that I think there was a much bigger plan. And once all of that infrastructure was built, now it comes time to say, like, let's produce the films to support all of this other franchise. And I think that's really cool in theory. In in practice, we're going to have to see because the world has moved on. Lots of things have happened. And what if the story sucks? Like, what if the movie, after all this has gone into it, is just like, meh. <laughs> more, more blue people versus uh, Max. You know, it, it's like uh, the next Percy Jackson film. Everybody's <laughs> hoping it's going to be great, but good God, is it garbage? I never saw those. I got aboard the hype train, but then once again, critics came out and said, "Like, eh." My last prediction I'll say on this is that when the trailer drops, everyone's opinion will change. Yeah, you're right. I I am, as you know, a big trailer slut, so. <laughs> I am all about it. Just give it to me and then I'll make up my mind. You know, it kind of sounds like a lot of people have this desire to want to cancel James Cameron. And I don't think that's the right choice. But this week in the subreddit World News, 
There's a post that says Novak Djokovic's visa gets canceled. The tennis player is going to be deported from the Australian Open and Australia the country. (laughs) It just sounds funny, right? I'll let you explain why this happened, but just, hey, um, yeah, you, you can't be here. What? What do you mean? Uh, we're just going to have to ask you to leave. Uh, okay. Well, I'll just go back to my hotel. Yeah. Um, about that. Uh, no, we can't have you there either. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll find another hotel. Ooh. Yeah. See, um, we're actually wondering if you could just leave everywhere. (laughs) Like (laughs) the, the country. Could you just get out? Now, yeah, please. For those of you unfamiliar, let me read this post here from abc.net in Australia. abc.net Australia. That's I all I know can say. I you knew that, but well done. <laughs> Novak is set to be detained by Australian immigration officials again on Saturday as his lawyers urgently prepare to fight the cancellation of his visa for a second time. Djokovic has been ordered to attend an interview with immigration officials in Melbourne on Saturday morning, after which he will be formally detained following a late night court hearing on Friday. This, I think later on, we'll go into more of the specifics, but he lied originally that he was vaccinated, correct? Correct. Came into Australia, which currently has incredibly strict laws around being vaccinated around COVID-19 and being able to enter Mm -hmm. their country. So much so that there are citizens of Australia that are not being allowed entry into their own country. Here's this non-Australian tennis player hoping to come to this event. One of the best in the world, by the way. One of the Mm -hmm. best in the world. Well, then it later comes out that his loophole was that in the past he had COVID, so he should have super immunity. He should have a medical exemption to be able to enter the country. Then people found out, Scott, that like many other athletes and people in the world, he just went about his merry little way out into the world, COVID positive, spreading his bullshit. We talked about this last episode, but... He, he felt entitled. He, he felt that he knew more and uh, thought better than all of the medical professionals. Plus, he broke the law. He broke whatever rules and he got caught. Do you think like if you were in a position, which we're not, to be on the, this Australian authority, would you kick his ass out and ban I, him I, from your country for the next two to three years? Ooh, I didn't know it was that long. <laughs> Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's just—he's just another dude. I don't care what you do for your job. You fucked around, and now you found out. <laughs> like you said, Australia's been probably the most strict of all of the countries when it came to COVID. They locked down for the longest. Basically, had people stay home longer than the United mm-hmm. States. And uh, and the case count like never really got that high. They even at one point had zero cases of COVID and reopened up while the rest of the world was suffering. To even, like, try the system. To even, like, why would you do it there? It just makes me think that he focuses more on tennis than actually um, educating himself. I think we're all just fucking over it. Just, like, get your shit together. Let's let's end all of this. Stop being a douche. I don't care if you're the best athlete in the world. Catch up to the rest of us and be a better influence than that. Yeah, I, I think this one's cut and dry. You can say whatever you want about like his super immunity. You can say whatever you want about his right to not have to mandate. That's great. That's fine. But he had no right to enforce his own set of rules and regulations on a country. 
mm-hmm. country supersedes in this situation. I would agree. But you know what? He tried, Willie. He really tried. He uh, he got creative. And uh, speaking of other things that are inventive, did you know that the inventor of shopping carts had to hire decoy shoppers in order to demonstrate how they worked? Have you heard about this? No. Yeah. So it turns out that the inventor, Sylvan Goldman, hired people to wheel these carts around stores and demonstrate their convenience due to not catching on initially. Okay, this is, this is just one of those pieces of tech that is so understood in our world that the fact that there's a big amount of people that were like, the fuck is this rolling basket? <laughs> the yeah, hell am so- I supposed to do with this thing? <laughs> I, do, I, do I put somebody in it? Back in the day, for, you know, way back in the day, grocery stores existed, but you only had the little basket. And as someone who has lived in Virginia, the great state of Virginia... Six Semper Tyrannus. Baskets, carts, buggies can all be different, or they can all be the same. Just FYI. Oh, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they used to only have hand-carried baskets. So you would go into your grocery store, and you would get things, and you would put them in their baskets. Sometimes you'd have to have two baskets and lug things around or have one of the the assistants help you get your Mm. stuff. But this dude had recently bought a grocery store and was kind of in trouble... So he started studying shoppers and looking for clues that would help get more customers into the store and increase profitability. He noticed that the uh, baskets were too heavy, and rather than start a new basket, he created this giant cart thing with an undercarriage that had wheels on it, and thus, boom, the shopping cart was existed. This happened in uh, 1936. There must have been this like grocery store enlightenment period. When all of the other grocery stores around them started to sense this and then there was like a volcano eruption of like, holy shit, we need a rolling giant cart. Look at how much money this guy's making. Because think about it. The families probably went into the grocery store and bought as much stuff as they could so that now, I mean, it fits in the cart. Like we, it's not in our hands. We're not thinking about it. Let's just grab as much. Now, you know how most Americans will uh, just immediately gravitate towards something. They'll accept all of the science around it and just dive right in, right? Yeah, there's never any apprehension on new things ever. (laughs) Well, uh, for shopping carts, sadly, it was the same thing. We've been doing this for so long, people. After creating this amazing invention and making it easier for you to do your things, people actually preferred to stick with what they knew rather than look like a dork playing around with an unusual contraption. He hired decoy shoppers to go wheel these carts around the store, put things in there, and just kind of like show off like, man, I can't believe I can fit so much in my shopping cart. And then I just have to wheel it to the front? Oh, this is so easy on my arms. I can't believe they have this here. I'm going to shop here all the time. You know that was dropped. For sure. Do you remember when people first started seeing self-checkouts at grocery stores? Oh, yeah. It was the worst thing in the world because as somebody who was like, yes, it's about time, you had to wait for the people who thought like, "Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm just going to like jump into traffic here, I guess. That was not my experience growing up. There was a vast amount of people in my community that refused to embrace them. They're like, it's going to kill people's jobs. It's much more efficient for me to just go to a person. Why would I want to do this myself? That's not what I'm going to a grocery store for. I want the experience. And to them, I say, just let me fucking buy my Cheetos in peace, you dick. I felt 
that it was a, a situation where people were like, well, no, I have somebody do this for me. Why would I want to do it myself kind of thing? When they realized that, oh, I, I maybe I don't like people as much as I thought I do, and I just want to get in and get out. I think that's the real reason why they're so popular. It's just, I think, slowly and slowly, maybe maybe these self-checkout lanes are why we hate each other, Willie. There's a conspiracy you theory so? for you. That's, it's ruined America. Self-checkout has ruined Self-checkout. America. Self-checkout. You heard it here first, before the study has ever come out. <laughs> I knew <laughs> it. I knew it. And and maybe New Jersey is still the foot of America because they've never figured out how to pump their own gas. Freaking losers. I think I went to Oregon and like I couldn't pump my own gas. Like some dude just walked up to me and I'm like, who the fuck are you? Get away from me. <laughs> and Molly was like, no, no, he works here. And I'm like, oh, just fill her up, I guess. And he's like, so I there's need, only I need your credit card. And I'm like, so let me get this straight. I'm just going to give you my credit card, a complete random stranger. And you're going to pump my gas for me? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right. I'm not from around here, but here you go. And it worked out just fine. It's interesting. There's only three places in America that don't let you pump your own gas where it's like against the law. The first one is New Jersey. They're known as the mecca of full service gas retailers. Uh, Mm -hmm. Oregon, which you just mentioned. And then specifically Huntington, New York. Whoa. Just like that. Just one city. Oh, Interesting. Yeah, I don't get that at all. I think we should move on from that. The rest of the United States, we're at like 99.9% on this one, people. Come on. That's all it takes, man. It, it just takes that that 1% of people to hold us back, which is why the subreddit anti-work exists. <laughs> but I think, as with moving on for America, we also need to move on in this episode, Scott. And that brings us to our upvotes and downvotes of the week. <laughs> Well, we're already bad-mouthing America, Scott, so let's dig a little bit deeper into my downvote of the week. This is from the subreddit White People Twitter. It says, this is the most American shit ever. Uh This person, Aaron D. on Twitter, posted something that said, in 2012, a scientific study predicted a 39-inch rise in sea levels along the North Carolina coast over the next century. In response... North Carolina lawmakers passed a law banning the use of scientific predictions of sea level rise when considering new development along the coast. There was a little quip in there about Don't Look Up, the new show on Netflix, not a sponsor. Have you seen that one yet? I've seen part of it. I haven't finished it because, boy, is it just it's on the nose. For those who don't know, it's it's about a, a meteor heading towards Earth and a bunch of scientists trying to convince the powers that be that it's coming to Earth and we should all you know, do something about it. And they're all like, nah, how do we know? It probably isn't going to hit us. You know, it's it's just, yeah, more par for the course. I think one of my favorite comments here is, this prediction is unreliable because as you can see, it has already been flagged as depressing. So let's omit that and get on to these condos. <laughs> my downvote of the week is also sad and depressing, but it's going to hit you in the feels a little bit different probably because it's a uh, it's from Pix and it's a Tim Allen tweet saying miss the ones who have moved on to a higher venue in relation to Bob Saget suddenly passing away just 56 last years old did we 65. find out about 65 65 it's just exlectia did we find out any reason why he passed no, away no not yet not yet we don't still don't have an official 
reason or ruling, uh, but we'll probably get one soon. It's just, it was very tragic and it was great to see Mm -hmm. such a huge outpouring of all the people who came forward, friends, relatives, co-workers of his who just said he was the greatest dude. And I know he's, he's been involved in a lot of things over the years and from America's Funniest Home Videos, Full House, all of the blue comedy that he did, you know, the people that didn't realize he was actually a dirty comic, (laughs) which was great to uh, find out later on in life. But yeah, it's just gone way too soon. That photo, which we'll link in the show notes, has a ton of people in it. And it's really interesting to see just how fleeting life is. So if there's people that you really enjoy watching, watch their stuff and enjoy them when you can. I want to bring us to something a little bit more positive. My upvote of the week is from Made Me Smile. It says, on the rare occasions, thin walls are a blessing. And there's a post that said, it's from Ask Reddit, that says, Redditors with thin walls, what have you heard in your apartment? (laughs) Do you see this? No, I'm just trying to remember back to the building that you and I used to live in had very thin Mm. walls. And uh, so thin. So, so thin. But this this is an uplifting story. This is my upvote. It says, my parents told me stories about the apartment they lived in when I was a baby. The lady above us was a classically trained pianist, and her music room was right above my room. So apparently, when I would start crying in my crib, she would start playing, and I would go right to sleep. After my parents divorced, my dad stayed in the same apartment. A few years later, when I went to visit him, I was about 10 or 11. I got to finally meet her for the first time. The woman who would play me to sleep as a baby taught me how to play piano 10 years later. Aw, that's so awesome. It's, and then he fucked I, her. I think... <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing that I find so so uplifting about this story is that nobody really has good stories about hearing people's footsteps or hearing them hearing like a domestic dispute Those types of things are not things that you want to hear. It feels maybe a little too invasive, but this is something that I think, man, wouldn't anybody want that? Just like beautiful music playing to, you know, lullaby you to bed. I mean, if they're good, yeah, but there's plenty of people who also are just starting out and you got to start somewhere and nobody's nobody's yo-yo mod on day one. Good point. But then again, there's all those kids who stay up real late playing video games. And then when they do really good at a, on a level at 3 a.m. and their, their parents start clapping for them in the next room. What? <laughs> well, my upvote this week is also from Made Me Smile. And Willie, have you ever heard of a Dutch supermarket chain? Is it an Ikea? It's close, but they've done something to kind of one-up the experience. And this is it's, it's a little bit opposite of kind of what is tearing the nation apart in those self-checkout lanes. It turns out that... You mean speed and efficiency? Exactly. It turns out they opened a check lane that is actually slower and called a chat checkout in an effort to combat loneliness among the elderly. That sounds awful to me, but I suppose there's probably a fair amount of people who don't get any human-to-human contact, and this is probably the closest they're going to get. Yeah, it sounds like the Dutch are great at a lot of things besides this. Apparently, all the police cars also have a teddy bear in there in case something troubling happens to a child. Just really thoughtful, those Dutch. If you've ever wondered why do we do upvotes and downvotes of the week, on this show, we typically cover just a few stories, our favorite stories of the week, things that we find really interesting. But there's so much other dialogue that happens on this site, and we want to be able to provide you more places to go. So every week, take a look at the show notes and find any story that you might find interesting. 
hop on over to that subreddit and take a peek. And thank you so much for hanging out with us this week. Find more of us on our socials and remember, no matter what you're into, whether it's live from New York, dog reactions, getting shredded, or why combinator. There's a song.